It's Monday morning, which means it's an all-new episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. And on today's show, we are all sitting down and we are talking about our favorite Liam Neeson action movies. That's right. The greatest action hero, maybe of all time, maybe just the greatest actor of all time. We definitely know he's the greatest sprinter of all time. If you've watched any of these motion pictures, we're talking about all of Liam Neeson's action movies. We hope you enjoy it. The episode was a lot of fun to record. Let's get to it. Welcome to today's episode of the Unemployed Guys Podcast. My name is Wichikonos. I'm one half of the Unemployed Guys. <gasps> Joined as always by my friend Sean Young. He's here. He's alive. Hi, Sean. We're in your apartment. We're in the recording studio. The first time together, face-to-face, mano-a-mano, smooch-to-smooch, since what, March? I don't know. <laughs> and you look great. Thank you. Good to see you. I were in my basement. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my basement, boys. No one gets in, no we one gets out. known as the basement, basement boys. Basement boys, yes. The basement boys, that's us. Hey, we got a couple other recruits. Should we call them Recru- our, <laughs> our little recruits on well, the show today? Well, one of them uh, we didn't want back. One of them, I don't think has been on the show since he did so poor in birthday trivia about me. I don't think that's true, though. I think he was on a, a Schmodown episode in May. But Anthony Curlot's here. Hi, Anthony. I'm back. <laughs> Tom Great. Souls is also here. <laughs> Tommy Salami. Hi. Hi. So good. Everyone. I don't think I've been on the show since May either. We're all, so. we're all here together right now. First time in person, the four of us, since my birthday. Or the birthday episode with my dad and my brother. Yeah. That was in February. Yeah. Yep. Some, th- some things have happened since February. <laughs> Only what? a couple things. Only a few. What? Well, um, for starters. We watched 11 Liam Neeson movies. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> And that's it. That's all I can think of. I don't know about you guys and gals listening, but that's all I can think of. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking a lot of movies today. No no sports talk today, Sean. No Bears. The episode drops on Monday. Who knows? The Bears, if they won or lost. They're playing the Panthers. God be with them. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It's all movies. It's all movies this week. And actually, I'm very excited about that. And the best part is, Sean, you've seen all 11 of these movies. This was actually your idea. It was your brain, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, terrific. Yes, it was. I made it up. Yes. Liam Neeson. Yes. The greatest, did you say action hero? The greatest action hero of our generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, you're an idiot. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, no. Is that true? I think, I mean, I definitely meant it tongue in cheek, but. I mean, I think he's definitely top three right now. I think if I had to name three off the top of my head, I would probably say, if we're talking just pure action, The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson. Yeah. I think the, I think that's a yeah. pretty good three right now. For like the yeah. the late 2000s, the, the early mm-hmm. 2020, where we're at today, I think, yeah. We and got- Liam is definitely approaching it with the quantity over quality approach mm-hmm. here. Because mm-hmm. we're talking, we're going to talk about 11 movies that he's put out in the last 13 years. Yes. It's gonna be it's gonna him. be something. Uh, full disclosure: before we get into the rankings, we're also about to, I'm about to say something that I haven't said in like seven months. We're we went and saw a movie in person in person <laughs> in the theater. If we caught COVID because we went and saw Honest Thief, what a what a I guess whatever way to go out. It wouldn't be like the worst way. You could have gone out seeing something much worse like Artemis yeah. Fowl or I don't know. I mean that wasn't yeah. very good, but uh, yeah. So we went and saw Honest Thief. In theaters, Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday evening. Episode drops Monday. First movie that we've all seen in theaters in months. It feels like an eternity to me personally. 
Uh, just first thoughts coming out of the movie. Uh, full disclosure as well, probably spoilers galore for Honest Thief, all these Liam Neeson action movies. So for some reason, you've been waiting for years and years to watch your Liam Neeson movies and you don't want them spoiled. This might not be the episode for you, but if you don't give a flying shit, <laughs> keep on listening. So Honest Thief, gents, Anthony, Tom, the three of us saw it. What did you guys think of Liam Neeson? He's a nice thief with a good heart and he's dating the mom from 13 Reasons Why. Anthony, go first. I very much enjoyed this film. Maybe it's because it's the only it's the fourth 2020 film that I've seen so far due to everything going on. Yes. It was great to be able to be in in the theater and just and just watch a a film and we love Liam Neeson. So right. I don't know there's now, nothing to hate. Anthony, before we went into the theater, you would you guessed how many people will be in the theater. Tell people your guess and tell the people how many people were in I the theater. Asked, I asked Tom over <laughs> under 7. And I believe there were exactly seven people, and there were three of them were us. Yes, yep. yes. Sean didn't come. We Sean was not invited. <laughs> I've seen every movie Sean actually, ever made. Sean actually was the director of Honest Thief. So that, let me kick it over to the director of Honest Thief, Sean Young. What do you think of? How do you think your movie turned out? Honestly, all we needed was Liam, and it would have. It, it's going to be as good as anything else that he has made in the last 10 years and that's all we were going for you know he's not wrong and by that <laughs> definition you succeeded as a director so way to go very good mr the sad director. part is i know nothing about this film nor do i want to know anything about this film but i'm here and i know that it's a liam neeson film so it's it's a, it's entertaining but it won't get any awards for anything you're right again will, honestly you're be, batting a thousand it will be misremembered for another action film starring Liam Neeson. Uh, I already can't wait to get it confused with I the agree. plot from a different movie on this list here in about 10 minutes. There was a few times I was, uh, there were certain scenes and, you know, when you see him running or when he says certain words, you go, uh, what, is, this, is he Brian Mills in this one? No, no, this is the commute. No, no, wait, which one is he? Is he the snowplow guy? No, this is, oh, this is Honest Thief. Okay, terrific. Uh, Tom, what did you think? I enjoyed the film as well. I thought it was nice pleasant it was not as high paced as i thought i thought it was actually pretty i'm not a deliberate pace but not super fast either i guess a little deliberate a better word for it but it was it was nice i i think i'd give it six and a half out of ten mm -hmm. i i very much enjoyed it i was pleasantly surprised i'm going to also chalk it a lot of it up to right now just being excited that I got to go to the movies for the first time in seven months. Uh, that I actually went to the movies and I didn't feel like I was going to die every second. I felt very safe being in there, doing the whole face mask thing. Not an issue in, at all. It was easy peasy. Um, yep. But, you know, so the, the the logistics of getting there and, you know, dealing with everything with COVID, totally fine. And then the movie itself I thought was very enjoyable. I actually thought Liam Neeson and Kate Walsh had very good chemistry. Is Jai Courtney a paint-by-numbers douchebag villain? Absolutely, but I thought he played his part to a T. Yep. Anthony Ramos from Hamilton, correct? Thought he was very good. It's if, if you've seen the trailer for this movie, you've pretty much seen the entire movie. It's got some good action. I do agree with you, Tom. I don't think it was as high-paced as some of his other movies, but I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm going to chalk a lot of it up to just being able to see a movie live and in person for the first time in what feels like decades so i'd probably go fairly high and give like a seven maybe even an eight if it was an eight again probably chalking it up to the experience mm -hmm. we had a nice dinner beforehand and uh you know well we had a good dinner it's just we ate it about in what was it six minutes because we had yeah. to get to the movie we we're running a little late 
But uh, yeah, so overall, I, I I dug it. I dug it a lot. Now I I don't know because I'm a little few episodes behind on listening. Mm-hmm. My apologies. But How dare you? Phew, what is your definition? <laughs> uh, uh, like tell tell, tell the listeners of what episode really. you're yeah, on. Right I now. am I am pre shutdown. Yes. Of the nation. Yes. So we're pre pandemic, folks. That's where Anthony's. Are, are, he's arguably the fourth the fourth chair on the show. Okay. And pre pandemic. To be fair. Uh, I listened to podcast driving, mm-hmm. and with the shutdown, I didn't have to go to work anymore, mm-hmm. so that's my excuse. Anywho, I, I don't know if this has been laid out for the listeners or viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. How did we get to this point? Do they know why we're doing this? It's my fault. It's, is it your fault? It is my fault. Okay, go ahead. Because we, every week we play trivia mm-hmm. online via Zoom, and one <laughs> time during trivia, Liam Neeson came up. And I made a comment about how I admire him for really committing to the action hero role so late in his acting career. Because obviously he is not a young person. Mm-hmm. He's in his, what, late 60s now? That's, yeah, I and think he did the first take and he like was like... closer to 70 than not. Yeah, I, so yeah. he didn't start this action hero role career until in his mid to late 50s. And now it seems like the only movies he puts out are these movies. Now I know he does other movies mm-hmm. that it, we have looked at the IMDb and he has <laughs> who could put forget, out other movies? Who could forget him tonguing Viola Davis in Widows? <laughs> Three seconds into that movie, you just see Liam's tongue just absolutely destroying the back of her mouth. And wasn't that just a wonderful way to start a Friday afternoon when I saw that? Yeah. So for the record, <laughs> Widows is not on our list of movies. The stipulation for yes. this uh, list of movies was these all had to be movies. Starting with Taken, mm-hmm. that he's put out since then, that are movies where he is the singular character in these movies doing something action-related. Yes. That's why you will not see a movie that probably could have been on here, but we didn't watch it, was The A-Team. Because mm-hmm. although, yeah, Bradley Cooper's in it, you have a brilliant performance by Quentin Rampage Jackson. <laughs> but... Uh, for whatever reason, it's just kind of same thing with Battleship. He's in Battleship, right? Yeah. Yes, and, but he but is like, also not the yeah, main. Yeah, he's not the main guy, and it's so it's a subjective list that we made. Yes, we made eleven films. Yes, we all watched the same eleven movies, and now uh, that we gave essentially a, I think wow, how quick was that review of honestly? If I'd say about forty-seven seconds, <laughs> I haven't seen that's a movie as much as it deserves. That's all it deserves because we want to get to the meat potatoes of this conversation, which is the movie. It's hey, I recommend if you want if you're feeling safe to go out to see a movie. Uh, go see Honest Thief because it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. But so getting into the the task at hand here now, eleven movies we all watched the same eleven movies, and now we will rank them all from eleven to one. We'll Great. try to go quickly around okay. the table, and we'll try not to step on each other's toes as much because I don't I don't really know exactly where we're gonna. I've I'm gonna make a bold prediction now. I'm going to think that we're all gonna have very similar worst movies. And yep. very similar best movies. Yep. I think the road to get uh, in between both of those, that's where we're going to differ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tom and I were talking before the podcast. It's just like, they're very close. Because mm-hmm. you don't have any incredible, fantastic movies here. You have a lot of pretty, eh, movies. Uh, and yeah. for and for the listeners, these are the 11 films we'll be talking about. Starting with Taken, Unknown, The Grey, Taken 2, Woo! Nonstop. <laughs> Walk Among the Tombstones, Taken 3, Run All Night, Commuter, Cold Pursuit, and then the new release, just released yesterday, Honest Thief. Wrong! You're <laughs> wrong! Uh, so if, if you don't want anything spoiled for that, you just 
You just put on your patience pants. And also, just a fair warning to probably a lot of Liam Neeson one-liners are about to come your way, <laughs> listeners. So just get, get on get on the ride or just, you know, sit back and watch the ride. Whatever makes you comfortable is cool with us. So Tom is going to start first. Tom, what is your, without question, clear-cut, no doubt about it, no matter how well you shake it or dice it up, worst Liam Neeson movie okay. that you watched? Great. Before I get to the list, okay. I want to give a public shout-out to the Chicago Public Library. <laughs> Because this is how I rented all my movies. Mm -hmm. For free. It was great. Terrific. Um, May I say one more thing before you go into your list? Kind of going to how you viewed, you took the library approach. Yeah. These movies are not available on On streaming service. None of them. I have Netflix. I have (laughs) Amazon Prime. I have Hulu. Thank you, Anthony. I have HBO Max. Thank you, Anthony. I have CBS All Access. Thank you, Luke. Disney Plus, but that's not really a thing because they wouldn't be on Disney, really. And I even have the one Plex service where you can, like, download movies and everything. None of them. None. The the only movie I watched for free was Taken, which I own on DVD, and The Grey, which I own on DVD. And we watched The Commuter on On Demand for free, but we had to sit through commercials. Everything else we had to rent from On Demand. I know you had the same thing, I, Anthony. I went with library. Yeah, oh, you did? So yes. what, okay, yeah. So Because it's a free service. Yeah, Support your local is. library. It's great. Yeah, I spent about $40 going towards the <laughs> Mason the last three weeks. So uh, that's why I'm not reviewing the A-Team, because I don't want to give him any more money. Love the guy. I think he's a hell of an actor, but right. I just didn't need to give him any more money out I of like my pocket. I like the A-Team. Yeah. All right, uh, so okay, Tom, so ahead. the movie that's last on my list, and the reason it's last is because I didn't actually watch it. <gasps> and the reason I didn't is because by the time the library made it available for me i couldn't go get it in time to watch it so the movie that's technically off my list i love that i saved this for the podcast because i wanted to see your reactions in person is taken three okay so i never saw taken three okay um and honestly i don't know if i've seen it or not (laughs) i i haven't even i didn't even go bother to read a synopsis to see if i've seen it before Okay, I can't uh, remember listeners if I've seen it. and uh, obviously our beautiful viewers, of course. How could I forget? Uh, we're going to take a quick hour and a half break. Tom, <laughs> go upstairs, come back down when you're done, and then we'll continue with the show. Anthony and I will do some vaudeville acts for the next 90 minutes. Okay, but yeah, so Taken 3, last on my list. Luke okay, now, will you watch Taken 3? Yes, three? actually, I still, I got on, I got on the Chicago Public Library website, and it's still on hold for me. Okay. So... I can still go pick it up. We'll I just haven't update. been able to we'll get, get it. And I didn't cancel my hold. Great. So I can go get it. And I'll let you know. Great. Terrific. Uh, my dead last, and I agree a lot with what, what Anthony said. Uh, a lot of these movies are very just kind of forgettable to, eh. I do think there's maybe one to two that I go, God damn, this is awesome. And there's a, there's kind of, you know, different in-betweens from, you know, from the top to the bottom. But without question, the worst one is Taken 2. Taken 2 is a complete, in a weird way, retread of the first one that just fails in absolutely every way. I'm sorry. I have no desire to watch Liam Neeson's daughter throw grenades off a building for 90 minutes. And quite honestly, Liam Neeson says a line earlier in the film of, guys, can we just talk about basketball? (laughs) And multiple times throughout the movie, me, a nerd who has sucked at basketball his entire life, thought, man, I just wish these guys would talk about fucking basketball. (laughs) That would be a better 90 minutes than taken two of what it is, Liam Neeson and his old military CIA op vets, whatever they were, talking b-ball. Taken two to me was garbage. I just did not like this at all. It was probably the movie, there's two movies in particular that I was damn near dreading having to rewatch. 
Taken 2 being one of them, and we'll get to the other one here in just a bit. But Taken 2 for me was the absolute dog shit of the dog shit in terms of this little marathon. I agree. Taken 2 is my least favorite. Um, I just think it's it's shot weirdly. Uh, the car chase scene in Istanbul is just completely unfounded and just... You can't suspend your disbelief that much with a girl who can fail her driving test in the United States can somehow drive 80 down the alleys mm-hmm. of Istanbul in a in a shift mm-hmm. car. It I want just... the listeners and viewers to know that Anthony took notes I did. for yes. these movies. I did. He is committed to this. Anthony took more notes during this 11 movie marathon than I did four years in college. <laughs> yes. Yes. If, if anybody would like to see my bullet list, I started with the gray. So... You're going to miss my notes on Taken and Unknown, but I can download those as a PDF and send them to yes, you. Yes, please. Uh, uh, that's all I have. Anthony, do you have more Taken 2 points, or um, do you want to move on? I would like to move on. This this movie's awful. Is the daughter <laughs> from Taken 2 the actress from Lost? Uh, it's Maggie Grace. Yeah. So I haven't seen yes. Lost. Yes. She's Bond. Yes. Paul Bond. Yes. I'm Still gonna, yes. Well, is the daughter in Taken 2 a tall blonde? She's Shannon no. in Lost. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've Frank. never seen Lost. Yes. They're on the island. They're off the island. Who can follow them? <laughs> you, shit? you need you to watch already Lost. quoted that today three hours ago. Well, <laughs> got to play your hits. You need to watch. Okay, uh, I do. Good okay. news, guys. Season 1 and 2. Let's yeah. change the subject. <laughs> Sean's back and he wants I'm, to talk about Lost. I'm rewatching Lost. Uh, <laughs> on a positive note, we're into the top 10. All right. <laughs> uh, my worst movie the worst that i saw that i actually watched for me is the commuter okay and i'm gonna not taken two okay and i'm gonna tell you why i think it's worse than taken two to me the commuter is just run all night which we'll get to later in the list obviously Mm -hmm. retreaded with a slightly different plot but it's the same movie okay you mean non-stop Non-stop. Yeah, sorry. We're already, we're already yes. there. We're already there. He's already, we're already he's there. Already, uh, who knows? They're we're on the train. There. They're off the train. Who can follow <laughs> that shit? Um, and I actually... So, The Commuter is almost good. I like the idea of... Good premise. Like this... Yes, it's a good premise. This, like, unknown enemy, I guess you want to call them, antagonist. Did you say unknown? Yeah. <laughs> not on purpose. Because, not trying to slip other Liam Neeson titles into... If you keep that up, you'll be taken to the cleaners. <laughs> taken to the cleaners? Yes, 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 yes. More puns. More! Um, Wrong. But to me, I didn't think the antagonist of this movie, they explained enough of it to make it compelling. I know they wanted the mystery of it to be the compelling factor and it was but i wanted a little more info on like this or like bad organization or what do they refer to as they the entire mm-hmm. time and then i thought the the quote-unquote plot twist at the end with his ex-cop partner being the bad person you could see from a mile away yep. it just didn't deliver and in the sense that taken two is a worse form of taken i just think the commuter is a worse form of nonstop. Very good. Very well said. Very well. I actually agree with a lot of those points. It's it's not super high on my list either, but uh, that those are some good points. My second worst Liam film, so this would be my 10th film, and this might be a bit controversial when we're just looking at the grand scope of his filmography of these 11 movies. My second worst Liam Neeson film is Cold Pursuit. This movie, I hated it the first time I saw it. I think I hated it even more the second time I saw it. I was gonna be. I was very interested to see how your opinion. And changed here's the on issue this, with this movie: all. 
the first 30 minutes of this movie are very, very good. It sets up a great story. Liam has some great action, some good kills. Overall, I liked his character in the beginning. Then they try to get too crazy with the story, and they in, they introduce like the the uh, the the war going on with uh, the, the the crime boss family and everything, and the the Native Americans and everything, and that gets all convoluted. The guy who plays the villain on this movie is a is I know he's like supposed to be a tool, <laughs> but he's such a, such a bad act. Like yeah. like Jai Courtney was a douche and honest thief, but I was he like was I was like he's, he was he was playing a good douche. Where the bad guy in Cold Pursuit is a douche, but I'm pretty sure he might just be yeah. a douche in real it's life. It's so cartoony. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so over the top. It almost—I mm-hmm. don't know if you guys saw Rampage. It reminded me of the the main bad guy from Rampage. They're awful. Like they're so cartoony mm-hmm. and over the top. Exactly. Yeah. I just hate a Cold Pursuit. It's also a fairly long movie. If it I is. Remember. I think it's over yeah. two hours. I want to say. It's pretty close. Right, right around two. So I mean. Had it been maybe 80, 90 minutes, I would have been like, okay, I can deal with it. But it's a long movie. I think the story tries to get way too kind of smart and it tries tries to get a little too, I don't want to say artsy-fartsy because it's a lean oh, no. action movie. I was going to save that for my review. That's what I think that movie is. That's what you, yeah, I mean. It's, I, a, it's totally artsy-fartsy. Yeah, I just, it, yeah. I just, it, and it, that, land, it just so. didn't, for yeah. me, it didn't work. I, and I watched it, my father watched all these with me with the exception of Honest Thief. Um, and when he, when we finished Cold Pursuit, which was the last one, and I was talking about my list, I believe he said, without question, Cold Pursuit would be his dead last. He hated it. Um, so, yeah, I hated it when we saw it in theaters. I hated it the second time, and uh, it's a big turd for me. Anthony? Uh, my second to worst is also Cold Pursuit. Mm. I'm just going to read some bullet points. I could have possibly ranked this higher because I did enjoy it more the second time okay. than I did the first time. But I did write in my notes, this guy's such a douche, so I agree with you there. Oh, with yeah. The villain part. I said comedy because it... It's, it's a dark comedy, yeah. is what it is marketed as. Yeah. The comedy is very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Mostly There's barely miss. any comedy, really. But in some of the stuff that they go for, like in the autopsy scene, when they're cranking the, yeah. the kid up, yeah. and it just lasts three seconds too long. Yeah. It's just like mostly miss. They should have figured out where they, they could have yeah. upped the comedy more. And like Laura Dern's in it. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern is Liam's wife. And then she leaves. She has like 20 words spoken mm-hmm. in the entire movie. There, she has three lines or yeah. something. It's ridiculous. Yes. Her, she, Laura Dern was wasted. Emmy Rossum was completely wasted. Mm-hmm. That's the artsy-fartsy yeah. part, I think, because like they, the whole part in Cold Pursuit, you know, the, the son dies, and then the parents become estranged, mm-hmm. but they do it in a way where it's not really explicable. Mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah, and it... It was just an underdeveloped movie, yeah. I think. I think it had a lot of cool parts. Like Which is I, ridiculous because Luke talked about how long it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I said it's it runs too long. They should have yeah. cut and it, some and scenes. And it has, a, it has a good start because when we, when we were watching it the other night, my my pops and I, we were like, I don't remember this. Like I, In my mind, I was at least thinking, I was like, this is pretty good. And then when they start introducing the rival gangs and everything, I think that's when it completely falls off the rails. Because at a certain point in time, too... I, I said to my dad, I was like, this doesn't even feel like it's a Liam Neeson movie. Because mm-hmm. there's so much of the, like, the cross battles going on between the gangs and the, dru- uh, the drug lord and his kid and everything. Yeah. And his just ex-wife. like, it, and his ex wife. Like, it just was, in, it just, I didn't like it. Didn't there's like it at all. too much going on. Yeah, way so, too much. I mean, I, I, there's some aspects of it I, I liked. I liked how when somebody died, mm-hmm. yeah. it went to a black screen. I like that. Showed their name and their religious affiliation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like the end credits had everybody's name on there. And they disappeared in, in order, order that they died. Yeah. I, I think it had some really cool ideas. Just 
piss poor execution. Yeah. That one thing where the people died and they like put the cross or Jewish star symbol of their religion or their race mm-hmm. and their name and their nicknames. I did like that part mm-hmm. of it. That's the one artsy fartsy yeah. thing mm-hmm. that I did like. That was unique. The rest again didn't land also i'm not being a, a jokester here when i say this i looked it up after the movie i want to say this movie has a 69 percent on rotten tomatoes nice. which when when you look at his like filmography of all his movies that's one of the higher rated movies so it would appear by that definition we're in the minority on this one but for me i yeah. think i think it was just a huge swing and a miss cold it did kind of have that independent movie kind of feel to mm-hmm. it as a as opposed to his other movies which are more big budget actiony but it also bothers me, like, and we'll talk about this, I guess, with Liam's character being thrust into an action film. This guy's just a dad who mm-hmm. plows yep. snow. Yeah, I don't expect we him see that to a lot of times. Make a sawed-off mm-hmm. shotgun, mm-hmm. go into a jewelry store, and just mow down right. some yeah. guy. I that is too far-fetched for me. Yep. All right, Tom, what do you got next? Uh, next on my <laughs> list is Taken Two. Okay. We don't need to spend much more time on this i don't think it's just not very good and i understand why they wanted to make a sequel to taken because the first taken was good and successful and you want to make a sequel to that and make more money but this one and they tried to change it up by making the daughter do stuff instead of you know liam neeson's character but it's not great and there's a lot of plot holes in it and it's just not well written let's move on yeah, uh, my number nine is Taken 3. Again, not a very good movie. I would even say it's probably a bad movie. The only reason I think it's better than Taken 2 and Cold Pursuit, and mainly Taken 2, is at least this movie tried to be something different mm-hmm. than Taken 2. And actually, I was reading afterwards that Liam Neeson did not want to do Taken 3 originally because if it was someone else being taken, he was like, how many more How many more family members can I have yeah, that are exactly. taken? So when they came to the idea of like, well, it's going to be that your wife is killed and you're, you're framed for it, that kind of got him on board. And in theory, that's a fine whatever you know plot. I think the execution is pretty shitty overall. It's very paint-by-numbers. Once again, also in the very beginning of the movie, Liam gets his daughter a nice stuffed animal, and then she's like, I just don't really want it. Yeah. Well, you know what? He saved the world <laughs> two times. Sorry a if a, a panda, it's a panda. Right? Sorry if a single father who doesn't get to see his daughter that often wants to do something nice. God forbid. God forbid. She's ungrateful. My, ungrateful. Should have left her. Should have just let it, left her be taken. Liam. To be fair, my first comment for taking three in my notes is Liam is a terrible gift giver. Yes. First a karaoke machine and now a giant panda. <laughs> He's a little out of touch. <laughs> a little out of touch. A little out of touch. I will say this about taking three. There, there was a couple scenes between him and Famke Jensen that I actually thought were kind of nice. Like actually, some pretty nice, softer and quieter mm-hmm. moments. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. I buy this relationship. Um... But other than that, the movie sucks. And I want to hear Anthony's thoughts on the recasting of Stuart. So I'm going to kick the ball to Anthony. Uh, well, actually, I unfortunately, my next one is not Taken Oh, I'm sorry. Free. Okay, yeah. It is The Commuter. I'll leave it for you. Um, I agree. It's like a rehashing of nonstop. And I watched this I watched this during whenever it came out. For 2019? Mm-hmm. 18? 19? Uh, 18. Uh, 18. For my years of movie, or movies of the year. And I enjoyed it then. I just did not enjoy it this time because it's the same movie we've seen before and it's more ridiculous because like in non-stop which we'll get to he's he's an ffa agent did i say it right ffa mm-hmm. is that right ffa nope that's future FFA. farmers of america <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantasy are you football talking association about, huh, FFA. this movie yeah the non-stop he's the non-stop air he's marshal. air marshal air marshal yeah. not the FFA agent. <laughs> no, he's, um, he loves his and here he's just <laughs> 
He's, he's a big a Aggie. He's an agricultural genius. Yeah, he was guy. A, he was in an ag fraternity. Oh, look out! He's gonna kill your dad because <laughs> he took your plants. Yeah, yeah correct. Um, sorry. Um, but for commuter, he's just a fired insurance salesman who was an ex-cop. So I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. I enjoyed Vera Farmiga and a lot. Of, I I like her a lot. So mm-hmm. her being a like the voice of the villain, I thought was good. Um, That's another thing about the movie I didn't like. The plot of they kill the city planner and that whole like scandal or intrigue or whatever. They don't go into that enough mm-hmm. to really understand, to make you understand like this. Because they want to imply that there's this organization out there that has like this grand scheme in all of world politics. Yes. And they don't really get into it enough yeah. as you know to explain to you what's really going on to hook you. Yeah, and this movie had too many ridiculous moments. Just yeah. like I can't suspend my disbelief this much on like the train explosion, all this type of stuff. That train explosion is the equivalent of Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible when the helicopter explodes yeah. and he jumps onto the yeah. train. Yep. Um, and like I don't, I don't entirely get because he's trying to find the witness, and he has completely torn this train apart, and he has the gun. And he's like pointing at everybody, trying to figure out who the witness is. And her music is too loud, and she couldn't hear the gunshots. She couldn't hear him screaming. I just this movie was too much for me. Great ending though, with him being in Chicago as a police officer and finding Vera Farmiga. Okay, yeah, but that's another Great thing. Ending. They didn't explain that enough either. Like, how did he find her? Nah, they just nah, that I was they able didn't to show. My when your mayor is Lori Lightfoot, you can find anybody. <laughs> you also the census can't. Cowboy was off the case. You also cannot leave the house past four p.m. <laughs> but you can find anybody. When you work for the FFA, you, <laughs> you can grow anything. <laughs> you can grow whatever your heart <laughs> desires. Whatever, baby. Whatever. All right, Tom. To you. Uh, my next movie is Cold Pursuit. I actually kind of like this movie. I didn't hate it. I agree with the points that you had, Luke, though. It is, a, and Anthony, it, it was a little long, and the artsy-fartsy stuff doesn't really land as well as it should, but I still thought it was compelling enough, and I liked it just enough to be like, this movie is quite all right. Okay. I, not a complete waste of time. Now, do I want to watch it for a third time in my life? Mm, I don't <laughs> think so. I think twice is enough. That's enough. All right, fair. So I think... If we look at our bottom fours, we're all pretty much in the same. Yeah. Taking two, taking three. Threes. Commuter. Yeah. Commuter. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm on my fourth. I'm on my fourth here, and I'm going to follow suit with a movie that's been mentioned. That is The Commuter. I think this is, without question, his most forgettable movie. I really think this is the most forgettable, because even although the Taken sequels suck, you can at least always say, oh, God, those Taken sequels were so bad. Cold Pursuit, you can at least kind of be like, oh, that's the one who was the snow guy. This one, you're we've already seen it in this episode. It's, oh, is that the one he's on the plane? Or is that, <laughs> is that the train? Or is it, which one is that? Is he finding his daughter? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a very forgettable movie. Uh, it's very ironic that you get a reunion between Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. I yeah. love them in the Conjuring movies, although they don't actually share a scene in this movie together. It was kind of just a small world that they were in it. But overall, it's And they were on the same side in this movie. Same side, yeah. Just a very forgettable movie. I do think the ending is very shoehorned. Also, fun fact, the first time I saw this movie, uh, Jonathan Banks plays the old man. Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad, obviously. Uh, he gets killed in the movie. He gets pushed into oncoming traffic, and Liam is looking out the window, seeing it go down. 
So I knew that scene happened. So when, when we rewatched it the other night, when we were watching it on demand and we had to sit through commercials, so I fast I was trying to fast forward to the commercials and just get to the back to the movie. Well, I fast forwarded too far at one point in time and we missed him getting killed. And then it was, it was a good 20 minutes in. And then uh, Liam Neeson says, that, and he's like, did not anyone, they've killed a man. They pushed him into traffic. And then my dad and I looked at each other and I was like, oh, we fast forwarded too much. We missed them kill Mike. Did you go back? No, we just kept going. We said, fuck it, just keep going. I don't need to go back. It's, no, it's, it's a non sequitur. It's not a big deal. So, yeah, the commuter is, is I guess, I don't know what that is for me, number eight fourth. or whatever. Or, but, fourth uh, from the bottom. Yeah. Fourth from the bottom. But, yeah, that, that that's me. The I think if you have not seen nonstop, you would l- like this movie a lot. Which is maybe why I liked it more the first time I saw it, because yeah. I had not seen nonstop yeah. yet. And so it was a new concept to me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, my fourth from the bottom is a film we haven't talked yet. <gasps> And that's unknown. Okay. Uh, his second oh, one that he made. Okay. I had never seen this film before, and maybe it's just because I was coming off of Taken, which gets him a hot start in this action. I did not enjoy this movie, <laughs> and the twist didn't quite work for me. I thought January Jones was absolutely atrocious actress. <laughs> I apologize if she's listening. Um, January! She's not. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> Come on down the stairs, January. Come um, to the basement. I don't. I didn't take many notes on this one. I would not kick her out. It's just I. <laughs> I didn't like this. It didn't. It didn't work for me. The twist, him acting, it was a dud. <laughs> uh, next on my list is Honest Thief. Okay. Now we just saw this tonight, and I did say I liked it, but it's just okay. I think it's. There's nothing particularly memorable about it for me. It's. I liked it that he had a real, like, love interest. Like, that was something new. Like, I know, like, Famke Jensen's character is in Taken. Like, she's there. But Mm -hmm. this was the most interaction I think he's had with a love interest in any of his movies. And I liked Kate Walsh. Well, I remember she in the gray, fuck that wolf. That is not true at all. Is that the director's cut? I'm sorry. Was I watching the wrong movie? Oh, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I must have seen the wrong the wrong ending. That must have been an alternate ending. Whoops, my bad. Yeah, just go on to your it was, movie. It was a pirate we'll movie. That's my review about his feet. That's all we need. I guess. Just go to your movie. Oh, okay. I, then I thought that I will just keep the ball rolling here. Uh, this is a, I'm about to mention a movie, uh, my seventh overall, uh, that has not been mentioned yet, and that is A Walk Among the Tombstones. Uh, this is a movie when we first saw, when I first saw it, I had seen it in college and I really liked it. But like many of these movies, I saw it once, was like, yeah, that was pretty good, whatever, and I didn't see it again. I was actually really looking forward to rewatching this one the most uh, out of the ones I was out of all the ones we were watching, and I just thought it was fine. Uh, I like it is very different than a lot of his mm-hmm. other ones. It's definitely more of a noir, darker feel for, mo- feel for movie. There's another yeah. dark movie he does that I'll get to in a bit that I thought did it a little bit better, but. Um, I thought Walking on the Tombstones overall was fine. I think you get a really creepy-ass performance from David Harbour, uh, which I thought was really kind of crazy to see. Um, overall, I, overall, this movie to me is just fine. I don't think I liked it as much the second time around re-watching it, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Uh, also, when I watched the movie, I was very tired, so I may have dozed in and out here and there. But overall, it was fine. This was probably just the most mm-hmm. fine movie I can say he did. Okay. Um, my next one, so what are we on? Seventh overall? Yes, seventh overall. Uh, I've taken three. We've already talked about it. I mean, they recast Stuart, who is who turns out as the big bad guy. I was confused 
because I don't know who this guy was that showed up to Liam's. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, who... <laughs> he hears good things. <laughs> Uh, so Stuart shows up at the beginning at Liam's apartment to talk to him, which kind of kicks off everything. I didn't know who that was. I was like, is this one of his buddies that he just wants to talk about basketball What with? was the first guy doing? He couldn't have been doing anything more important than reprising his role. I don't know Xander Berkeley was like, <laughs> <laughs> Xander Berkeley must have been busy. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so. Xander Bogart? <laughs> baseball player? It's in his notes. And this is the film that I think well, I think Taken Two may have been the film that he started struggling with all physical the physical stunts, the stunt work, because he is a sixty-some-year-old man. Those but knees. like, he he, there's a scene where he is exercising by running mm -hmm. at the beginning of it, and that was just tough to watch. When he's running away <laughs> from the police and Taken Two, there's a whole lot of jump cuts in that chase scene, <laughs> and I think it's because they didn't really have any good long takes of no, him running because they're not. like, oh my god, why is he running like he was just kneeling on shards of glass and i did say i can walk faster than he runs that's what i said i can walk faster put it to a test your dad might run my <laughs> sean you just <laughs> sean my father dad i love you if you're listening my father thinks right now sean yeah that he can beat yadier molina in a foot race if just they, like home to first? I don't know. Maybe let's say a, a 40 <laughs> or around yard dash. the bases. Okay, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It. You think? No, absolutely. I... Yadier Molina <laughs> hasn't actually moved in about five years. <laughs> How much would you pay for a double event ticket of Mr. Jaconis racing Yadier Molina and Anthony Walk racing Liam Neeson? I'd pay probably. Eighty dollars, I'd say forty forty per. I, I, I will show this. for that. I think my dad could beat Liam Neeson in a race. There we go. I I watched we eleven go. movies of that man. Oh, wow. well, yeah, we'd have the winners of the two yeah. races race each other. There's a bracket here, so you could see my dad versus Liam or Yadier Molina versus Liam. Well, now, how, you know. how old is your father? Sixty one in a couple of weeks. Well, he's got him by seven years. My dad, how old's Liam? Sixty-eight. Oh yeah, Let's that's seven. <laughs> I thought no, I didn't. I thought I didn't know if we meant Liam was younger or older. I no, guess, yeah, oh so come okay. on, Liam. We had already no. talked about Liam being in his late sixties. Well, I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah, I think we've said enough about Taken Three. Like yeah. They, yeah. they took it in a different direction. Give him credit. You there. got Forrest Whitaker, who is he a good actor? Sometimes. Was he just uh -huh. memorizing uh -huh. his lines for Rogue One? <laughs> <laughs> what will you become? Uh, but yeah, take and then three. be the same character in Black Panther. Mm. T'Challa. Yep. <laughs> uh, I will say, Taken has a tendency. And I can't remember the ending of the first one, but the second and the third one end with an awkward laughing um, exchange between mm -hmm. his daughter and him, and then it just ends to like. Yeah, the first one ends on like actually a nice note where. Uh, he, they take her to oh, the yes. singer, and then she's like, well, let's see what you got. Obviously, Kimmy did not have the goods because she is not pursuing a singing <laughs> career in Taken, Taken 2 or Taken 3. <laughs> that karaoke machine has been in the fucking closet collecting <laughs> dust for years. Tom, what do you got next? Uh, my next movie is, Luke, you just talked about it, A Walk Among the Tombstones. So this, like you, is a movie I really liked the first time from, mm -hmm. I can remember, and the second time I was like, this isn't bad, but it's also not as good as I remember. Yeah. I think it misses... I like that it's like the slower pace, like thriller noir thing that you mentioned. But for me, the bad guys didn't quite do enough. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't go into... Because they're obviously serial killers. 
but they also say they're like ex-DEA agents and I wanted them to go like a little more in depth about why they are what they are there we go and and that's why I don't think it like really landed for me and I wanted it to be a little more in depth there and oh, oh we have Hey, Holland, Pauline, you're on the Unemployed Guys podcast. How can we help you? Are we really? Okay, Tom, continue <laughs> with what you were saying. Um, and so I I like I liked the slow pace, the deliberateness of it, and that it was more of like a crime drama than it was like an action movie. But it didn't get quite nitty gritty enough for me to like have it be really compelling, which is I think what they were going for. Yeah. With, especially with the whole like him having accidentally shot a, a, a child mm -hmm. and that's what led to him retiring as a police officer and becoming a private detective an FFA agent an FFA agent um, I mean, and so yeah sense, it's, actually. it's, it's <laughs> still a solid movie yeah. Like, yeah it's still a solid movie I just don't think it's it just doesn't quite take the leap into becoming the great crime thriller drama they want it to be that's fair for me that's fair that's fair i agree, I agree with all that i agree with all that uh my number six is unknown this was a movie i out of all the movies we watched this was by far no pun intended the one that was the most unknown to me i, I agree i had seen this movie once i did not remember shit about this movie when we were getting ready to watch it um i'm and I'm taking that then as the first time I watched it, it must have been fairly forgettable if I didn't remember literally a thing about it. I didn't remember January Jones was in it or Frank Langella. I just knew Liam was in it and he like loses his mind and that's it. Um, having said all that, I was actually pleasantly surprised with it and I thought it was fun. Uh, being this, his follow-up to the first Taken, I definitely don't think it hits the level of Taken by any means, but it was a pleasant surprise I thought the twist at the end was a little bit campy, a little bit like, oh, okay, here we go. But that's like how most of his movies are. Uh, so overall, I was actually kind of shocked by how much I enjoyed Unknown. And yeah, I, I would say it was definitely probably the biggest shock for me. So sorry, I dropped my phone. Um, because I'm next and I need to scroll down. My next one is Walk Among the Tombstones for the exact same things that you guys did. I like to see a grittier world, a grittier player like he wasn't an action hero mm -hmm. in this one it was just an investigator i enjoy the last scene where it's going through the 12-step program um mm -hmm. and i i yeah i enjoyed this film because it was different yeah yeah all right top five time okay um at five i have non-stop um we kind of talked about this movie because of the commuter but we haven't really gone into it but i like this is essentially a whodunit in an airplane yep. kind of thing. Yep. And I was intrigued enough with it, and I thought they did a good enough job of, like, making you think it was this person or that person or this person and that person and that person. Um, and that's really all I have to say about it. It yeah. was that. It is what it is. It's not complicated. It's not involved. It's just that. I mean, he's being framed again. As always. Like, as always. <laughs> as always. Um, but, yeah. And I thought that none of the action sequences were, like, too ridiculous or implausible yeah. to be like, this is literally ridiculous. So, yeah, just run-of-the-mill movie yeah. there. Perfect. Uh, my number five is actually Honest Thief, when we saw it tonight. And, again, I'm sure this probably a lot of it goes to just seeing it recently. It's kind of on my mind at the moment. Um, 
Everything I said in the beginning with the review still stands. I think it's a fun movie. It was a nice, more kind of return to form. I think he's actually got a really nice chemistry with Kate Walsh, who plays his wife. Uh, I think there's a couple of really good action sequences. I had a couple good Liam laughs throughout it. So for that reason, uh, Honest Thief is my number five. My next one is Nonstop. So that's my fifth, mm-hmm. fifth one, top, yep. five. top five. Um, I had never seen this film before our marathon, so this was enjoyable. A lot of great actors in it. You got Julianne Moore. You've got Corey Stoll. Lupita. Uh, for some reason, you've got Lupita Nyong'o and Michelle Dockery. <laughs> I don't know why they're quite there, mm-hmm. but they were good. Uh, the I airplane just, too. The airplane. Yeah, was in the Love movie. Yeah, the great seven. He was great. He was really good <laughs> in this. I thought he he took it to new levels we'd never seen. Had a great quote. I don't think it was Liam Neeson okay. as the air marshal. I think it was the other guy. He's like, buddy, you are messing with the federal air marshal. Just made me laugh. <laughs> um, I thought Liam was maybe too aggressive in this film because uh, I just don't think it would have gotten to that point yes. without more chaos happening. A lot of chaos in this film. But I did enjoy it. Like you said, it's a whodunit in a plane. thought they did it really well. I do not like the villain's rationale. I thought the, the reveal no, was not pretty right. lackluster and yeah. all that stuff. And I... I'm going to ask the question no one else is asking. Did Liam and Julianne smash? Join the Mile High Club. Uh, nope, the, yeah. on the plane. Or uh, once they hit the ground after oh, everything. Oh. A little chemistry with yeah. them and then hit Just yeah. the Mile Club. Yeah. Yeah. Sea level club. The sea level <laughs> club. Um, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm like going to say. All right, everyone, welcome to the Sea Level Club and welcome to the stage, Candace. <laughs> but the ending was cool with the with the it hits a certain level yeah. and the gun comes up to him because of the return to gravity. You know, or was a, I don't know much about science. Yeah, that was a little campy for me, but whatever. You know, I'll it was let it go. A good moment where they where they because they have the one guy um, who gets he like has the seizure and isn't it the doctor that dies one of the passengers that dies on the plane. And it's when Liam Neeson has the one guy who ends up being the killer handcuffed, mm-hmm. and then he's like taking him through the aisles, and then he stabs the guy in the leg with like the poison or whatever. That that's what kills him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really clever. I remember when I when I had seen when I rewatched, I was like, oh, I forgot that's how that guy kills that guy, and mm-hmm. I thought that that was very clever. Also, the doctor that they kept going back to, I believe they said he was a doctor in molecular biology, mm-hmm. so I don't know what gives him the right to think that he can diagnose or treat any illnesses that are happening. He, well, he treated the plane. He said, this plane is sick. <laughs> the molecular balance of this plane will go down. In seven minutes. Everyone, <laughs> prepare for landing. Okay, Tom? Okay. Uh, my number four is Run All Night. I didn't think about this. I'm going to say this this thing statement about it just now that I didn't think about it until maybe yesterday. This movie is Liam Neeson's equivalent to John Wick. Mm-hmm. It involves a hitman. Okay, well you're wrong. I know, so I wrong. I know I am. I'm excited uh, to watch that this movie. Either. Involves that shouldn't be a surprise. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy any of these films? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the one I enjoy. No. What's wait. sad about this is what's the? I can't remember the release date on Run All Night. Uh, it's twenty. 15, 15? I believe. Okay, 15 and John 16. Wick is 16. 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. So that came out slightly after this. Or this came out slightly after John Wick, which probably hurts this movie. Because this movie is a, a former hitman who is friends with a boss, his old like mob boss, 
And while John Wick wasn't friends with his mob boss and that when he was well acquainted with him. Mm-hmm. And then it involves the son dying at the hands of the former hitman. And then chaos ensues. The boss going after the former hitman, the former hitman killing a bunch of the boss's guys, and eventually the boss himself. Mm-hmm. And now it's not the exact same because in John Wick it's a dog in a car, and in this movie it's his Liam's son. Um, but even though it's just kind of like B-level John Wick, I thought it was really enjoyable. Yeah. And he played a different kind of character. Like Usually Liam's characters are like well put together humans like obviously his taken character has it all together he's great at his job a little bit in the commuter you know he like he has it in his job but in in non-stop he was kind of a drunk yeah mm-hmm. you know they kind of implied that mm-hmm. but in this one he's really a drunk yeah. and doesn't have his life together whatsoever yeah. um but i thought the the action was good and compelling and it was fairly well paced like once they you know got, got the ball rolling of, of, of the shootings and I really enjoyed it. Uh, my number four is Run All Night. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree, with every, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I do think this was an interesting movie for him because he does play more of pretty much like uh, he definitely is an anti-hero in this. Yeah. Like, he's not a very good person. He's definitely a drunk slob. And I like the ending. I thought and they did that well. I agree. And I think this movie succeeded a lot more in terms of going for that darker tone than A Walk Among the Tombstones. Yeah. I loved his relationship with his son, uh, Joel Kinnaman. Right. Uh, I thought that was really good, but I really liked him. They only had a couple scenes together. I really liked his relationship between him and Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. And I love that scene after Liam has killed his son and they're sitting in the steakhouse talking about how Ed Harris is like, you know, we're going to come after you. You know how this ends. Yeah. And I love that line he says, do they say to each other of, uh, no matter uh, where we're going, we're going, we're going together. together. I love yeah. that. I love that. I love their kind of how their, their storyline wraps up. The one thing I didn't love about this movie was Common. I thought his whole character, it just didn't really feel yeah. like it fit so much in this movie. Right. It felt like it was from like almost like something we would see maybe in like uh, Taken or even like a John Wick movie, which is ironic because in John Wick 2, <laughs> yeah, there sure you Common, go. There's another Common similarity. plays literally the same character yeah. in Run All Night that he does in, in John Wick Chapter 2. But besides that, I think this was a really enjoyable movie. It's definitely a darker movie that he does. Uh, I think he gives a really good performance. I think he's surrounded by a cast who gives really good performances. The story's intriguing. Really good action. And with the exception of, I guess if you want to talk about how does he die in the gray, does he not die in the gray, which I'm sure we're going to get to in a little bit, this is the only movie in all the Liam movies that we watched that he bites the bullet in. Yeah. So I thought that yep. was a pretty big move as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Run All Night. Uh, and probably... You know, these next couple ones we're going to get into, like movies I would rewatch. I would probably rewatch Run All Night at some point down the road. Would I do it next week? No. Would right. I do it a year from now? Yeah. No. But maybe, like, I don't know, six years from now. So I watched A Walk Among the Tombstones and Run All Night in the same night. Oh, yeah. And I think when I started, I watched A Walk Among the Tombstones first, and I got 20 minutes in and realized, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> After I had told Luke, I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> And I totally had. And I was like, okay, this is that movie. And then I watched Run All Night, and I'd seen that one too, and I didn't think I'd seen it before. <laughs> but I've totally seen those movies before. Yep. And so these were my second viewings of them. Terrific stuff. Anthony? <laughs> All right, my top four, and we will talk about this movie probably in a little bit, is The Grey. Um, this movie, I can make an argument, did not belong in our marathon. Liam Neeson is not necessarily like the typical action hero that he is in all ten other of these films. Um, but this is my first time seeing The Grey, and I know it's one of Luke's favorites. Um, it's 
it's a very different feel of a movie it is compared to these other ones so that's why it was kind of a difficult place for me to to rank it in this list but it, it's extremely enjoyable and i think as we're talking about these all these movies are most of them are kind of meh but i think what we can say in all of them liam is a fantastic actor he's entertaining who, to watch yeah, yeah yeah he is a very compelling person to mm-hmm. watch and i think that's maybe why we picked this actor to mm-hmm. watch his films because yeah it's going to be funny to watch a 65 year old man run out of a sewer it's just ridiculous yeah. <laughs> his poor knees yeah but he's compelling mm-hmm. great voice great presence on stage or on, on film so gray is my number four and i'll pipe in maybe when you guys talk about it later. okay great so the first mild upset we've got here today is i have unknown at three That's which is disgusting. a little higher <laughs> than you guys had it um i don't know i just really enjoyed this movie there was something about the i mean i'm really into like quote-unquote spy movies in general so i think i enjoyed the plot of this movie maybe more than you guys did just because of my inherent fondness for them but i really enjoyed the the whole plot twist of him like actually being a a agent of sorts and forgetting about it you know via whatever but um i don't know i just i really enjoyed it i thought the the action was good and the they kept it moving and there was while they wanted to put mystery about it it wasn't like too convoluted or trying to like mislead you too much to make it you know something it's not and i just thought it was a solid film yeah i agree i agree i agree with that i unknown i think is a sneaky good film i think in a weird way uh, my number three for me is one you've talked about already that's nonstop. I think without question, this is the most fun I had watching any of his movies. Um, I you know, I like the ones that I like for different reasons and whatnot, but this was like the one I when it was over, I was like, yeah, that's the most fun, and you've said it perfectly. It's a whodunit on a plane. Mm-hmm. We've said it before on the show. We all love a good whodunit. Uh, when you have a great and you know entertaining lead like Liam Neeson, you're in for a good time. Uh, big fan of nonstop. I definitely will check it out again at some point. Again, not in the super distant or super near future, but at some point, yeah, I could definitely see myself getting around to watching nonstop again. So that's my number three, Anthony. My top, my number three is Honest Thief, the one we just saw. I just really enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you said, with like just the experience of being able to go back into a movie theater, but like the acting across the board, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of these other movies, like Liam's great, maybe the supporting actor is great but there's somebody that just kind of whenever that person's on the screen ruins the movie that wasn't my case with this you hated the bad guy in a good way Mm because he acted it well you were rooting for the good guy you were rooting for the supporting good guy Mm -hmm. and his his girlfriend all that stuff so i just really enjoyed this film it did not overstay its welcome it was a fun 90 minutes i'd say that's Mm -hmm. a good Mm runtime. i never once was like okay we can wrap this up like i think it ended perfectly when it did yeah I don't think they did anything too ridiculous in this movie either. I thought mm-hmm. they, like, whatever they were going for, I thought they executed it super well in this mm-hmm. movie. It's, yeah, it's like, I, not complicated. It's just, it's I was there. a little nervous. It's clean. Because you know? the, first, yeah. like, the first, like, action scene is Liam going through a window of a two-story drop. So yeah. I was a little nervous, but it toned He does down hit that, that awning or whatever. <laughs> yeah. a solid awning. He doesn't he go full two-story. He lands on his knees, and those things are indestructible <laughs> at this point. So he's and, good great new line for us wrong <laughs> you're so wrong <laughs> all right tom here uh, we my go. number two Top is twos. the gray all right um 
I actually didn't like this movie as much the second time oh. as the first time. But you that's but heart. now that's not saying anything because yeah. the first time I watched it, I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought this was a great movie. Um, you don't really see movies this like this very often where they get like extensive wildlife threatening human beings that much in like a real world sense you know this is not planet of the apes here Mm -hmm. and you know they're not the wolves aren't augmented in any sort of way they're just regular wolves in alaska somewhere um this i didn't the the one thing i just didn't love about the movie it's kind of hard to explain but once they've crash landed and they're running away from the wolves i just didn't love the way some of the other guys went out i just thought it was a little wonky Mm. you know per se but they did a the ending is great i think you know they they do a good job of like and i love the poem like his dad in the poem at the end i do think that was really great and i sort of wish they would have titled the movie i can't remember what it is more into the fray yes that they would have titled the movie the fray but then once they start they drop the poem earlier in the movie and then he Mm -hmm. says it again when he goes confront the head the alpha wolf yeah and had they like titled the movie maybe that's like a little too on the nose Mm -hmm. they would have called it that if i remember but i thought that like that poem encapsulates his character in that movie perfectly if i remember correctly the poster for the movie um, I think it says live or die on this day or live and die on this okay. day. One, one of the two, but um, I think I could have sworn that was it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My number two is taken the one that started it all. Um, fun movie. Yeah. When I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, I don't know if this holds up as maybe once as I, when I watched it, you know, through the eyes of me being, well, I guess I would have been, was I right? Live or die on this day. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Way to go. Lou. You're doing so well. Um, <laughs> When yeah, so for taken yeah, did did it maybe live up to the hype of when I saw it when I was in the eighth grade or freshman year of high school? Probably not, but you know it's for me this movie. I will always love this movie because it is pure nostalgia for me at this point. I remember going to see this movie in theaters with my dad when it first came out. I got to rewatch it with my dad as I did for all these movies, and it was just so much fun to do. There are some good kills that happen throughout the movie. There are some great one-liners. There are some good Liam laughs that you have, and of course it gave us. Our, our new favorite line of Sinclair, Sinclair, is that a person, a place? And it's just the best. Uh, there's so yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just a great movie. I already ranted earlier how I think maybe Liam just should have left his daughter to be taken because she's such a spoiled, stuck-up brat, um, and his ex-wife just you know wants him when she wants him, and Stuart's just a nerd who will get recasted thirty years younger and a couple of years down the road. So, uh, excluding the shitty sequels, the first Taken is awesome. It's cheesy. It's fun. Definitely a movie if I ever see it on, you know, like cable, whatever. I'll throw it on for 10 minutes. Uh, and you know what still holds up to this day is the cell phone speech. Without yep. question. Fantastic. Awesome. And the way he delivers it is, is just that, just the best. That's like a movie line I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think, and I, you know what? I think in Honest Thief, they tried to give Liam kind of his good luck line yeah. when he says eight what's uh jack agent bevins not bevins uh, devins or uh, divins divins it was divins nivins nivins n-i-v-e-n-s he goes agent nivins i'm coming for you and i was like i like good luck a little bit more but keep going liam drive just keep driving uh my number two is taken i same reasons you said it is it's pretty cringy at the beginning and very cheesy and kind of a rough beginning 
But as soon as that phone call scene happens, when he's like running to get like the recording materials and stuff, you're like, I'm in, I'm ready. Liam's gonna f some shit up. So um, funny story about this, if I may talk about my past. I was in a junior year in high school. I was taking honors world problems with a teacher, Mrs. Mac McDonald. Um, so, and our friend, wait, we, wait, we, wait, wait, yes, <laughs> Mac McDonald, we call her Mrs. No, no, Mac. no, no, no. You had a junior year in high school? Yeah. Good. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, made it through there, even past that. Um, well, why didn't you say in my junior year in high school? I don't not, know. So had I had a junior year. We've been drinking. <laughs> um, so we watched this film because I think we were talking about trafficking. And one of my classmates was going to study abroad in Paris like a week after this. He was leaving the semester early. And she did not have a fun time watching the beginning of this film. Rightfully so. Rightfully so, but that was just that was just my story. Was her father Liam Neeson? Her father was not Liam Neeson. That's why so she did not enjoy it. <laughs> it would not have gone well if she was taken. Uh, but this is number two. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just yeah. super enjoyable. Taken is my number one. Yeah, um, I think this is the most fun you have watching Liam Neeson ever in a movie. I mean, The Gray comes close, but I just think his character in this movie is all business. He's a supreme expert at what he does, obviously, man with a particular set of skills. So he is just, and you talked about how it is a little wonky in the beginning, and it is, but once it gets going, that ball is rolling straight downhill with a ton of speed. That movie mm-hmm. is nonstop go, and it's it's an action movie in every sense of the word with mm-hmm. a little bit of spiness, mm-hmm. you know, thrown mm-hmm. in because he's, you know, clever and whatever and knows his job, but... Other than that, I think this movie is just super fun. And it's like, if you just want to watch Liam Neeson take out some dudes, this is that movie. And like, get away it, with it. And get away with it. This is, And it it also isn't like, I don't think it's too campy or anything. It does it in a not too serious, but not too unserious mm-hmm. way. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Violent, yeah. yeah, it's not too violent. It's just, it is what it is. And I think it does it perfectly. So I love it. Uh, my, my, without question for me, my number one is The Grey. Uh, this is not only one of my favorite Liam Neeson, my favorite Liam Neeson movies. It's probably, if I had to make like a top, you know, top 20 might be a little bit too kind, but may, a top 50, no doubt about it. This would be in okay. my, maybe even like a top 30. I don't know. Who who makes top 30 lists? That's just a weird number to make a, <laughs> to make a top list of. I was going to make my top 27. Yeah, I would, this was just, La- just late first, first, first round draft pick, maybe? Yeah, late first round draft pick. <laughs> I just, what I love about, there's so much I love about this movie. Again, there's a big part of nostalgia that plays in this movie for me as well, too. I remember seeing it in high school and just like really kind of um, being blown away by it. Because when I went in to see it, I jokingly remember being like, well, he's what's he going to do? Like, what, did the wolves take his daughter this time? Like, what's going on? <laughs> then you go in to see this movie. And just from like the opening shot of like the base they're at with the music and the the voiceover that he does and just like the the camera work. I think the cinematography is great. I think the musical score in this movie is off the fucking charts. Uh, I, I just love everything about it. Are you bleeding? Yeah, that's why I got a napkin. <laughs> I'm not crying. Why are you bleeding? I think I cut myself. Are you crying tears of blood? Tears of blood. I'm, I'm oh a vampire. God. The last person who did that was Jesus. Well, I can walk on water, too. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I didn't talk much about the gray. Yeah, I talked let's, about let's, get in, let's have a gray discussion. Um, why I make sure I don't bleed all over the table. It's a, it's a completely different Liam film, as I said. Yeah. It's The acting is great. Um, 
the the relationships between all the guys the the scene when there's only two of them left and one they jump into the water mm-hmm. and then the guy gets stuck and he is like six inches away from yep. Liam saving him yeah also just heartbreaking. how did he not get his foot out how yeah. how could it get that stuck yeah. it could be Come a on. rush of water Tom no no I'm gonna put you, you know in yeah. you raging know rapids. Challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah let's. Put I will Tom chase Liam Neeson <laughs> underwater in a log. I will chase Liam Under- Neeson and I will throw you into raging waters, okay. and we'll see who survives. I, I just, one thing I love about this movie in particular. I mean, again, I mentioned earlier the, the I think the the cinematography and the score, the acting. I think is great. I like the story, and to me, and I do agree with you to an extent, Anthony, of like how you can make an argument this really shouldn't have been included on the overall list but at the same time too i do think there is enough action that he is the lead that you can make an argument it should be but this movie to me and i've said this for years this movie has nothing to do about him fighting wolves and all that shit this is a movie about fate in my opinion this whole survival survival and fate because this whole time they're running away and it ultimately ends up with him being delivered right into the belly of the beast by winding up in their den. And I love the line when he just says, at this point, no, he's like, I'm fucked. And I'm just going to go out swinging. And he says, it's the den. It's their fucking den. And <laughs> I thought he said the dad. No, it's no, definitely yes. den. Why yes. the yeah. hell would they say dad? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's his dad. Oh, father. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he found So you must because... be Mr. Wolf. <laughs> oh, At you must point, be Mr. Gray. <laughs> it, it is a two-hour long film. I was getting a little bit tired of it. Mm-hmm. it I think it's same. a little long. I agree. That's fair. I was getting a little tired of it. And then all of a sudden... I was like, why did he say that? And then he says it again, and I was like, oh. Also, and I was immediately yeah. captivated. He's also the got the, the the accent, and mm-hmm. you know, a little ruffled mm-hmm. too. So I mean, that that's a that's a fair thing I I'd say. But but the ending is fantastic. The ending yeah. is the best. I remember seeing this movie in theaters, and when it ended, people being like, that's it. And I remember watching it back then and being like, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the it's best ending. ending they could have chosen without yeah. a doubt. And I read they have they shot multiple endings. Where he fights the wolf, where uh, you know he kills the wolf, the wolf kills him, and that was ultimately the ending they chose. From where it just cuts to black after he says the poem. Fun fact: if you wait till the end, there is a very brief end credit scene for about literally two seconds, mm-hmm. where you see the wolf's uh, stomach kind of go up and then down, and you see the back of Liam Neeson's head. So it's always a question of did, did he the, kill did the he wolf? kill the wolf? Yeah. Did the wolf the wolf kill him? I think I I don't know if this is true or not. Also, I thought maybe I heard that at one point there is an ending too where he's sitting there and then all of a sudden you hear like helicopters off in the distance, so it alludes that he kills the wolf and he gets saved or he gets killed, but the the copters they come too late. Regardless, of whatever happens, the ending that is uh, that that stands today is the best ending. I think it's so awesome with just his the I look agree. in his face, the music, the poem, the flashback to him with his dad as a kid. I love the ending of The Grey. I think I, this is a hill I am willing to die on. <laughs> that, that is the perfect ending for The Grey because after all this emotional journey they go on, all these great scenes of where he loses his friend from you know six inches, the great scene at the end between him and Frank Grillo when Frank Grillo is like, this is all I've got in my life, and he sits down and he just dies because he wants to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other great scenes you know, beyond those. If all, all that stuff happens, and then if he does a shitty CGI wolf fight for three minutes, it just would have been yeah. like, well... That was kind of whatever. Yeah. The ending is the perfect cherry on top of this awesome Sunday that is The Grey. And I absolutely love this movie. I always love this movie. I think Liam Neeson, unfortunately, kind of got screwed because it came out in 2012, I want to say. And it was the year that Lincoln came out. And although I loved Liam in this movie, I don't think he was going to beat Daniel Day being no. Abraham. 
So, uh, yeah. I'm going to chime in. Go ahead, buddy. So, the gray is uh, out of the two that I've seen, um, <laughs> which is Taken and the gray. Well, you actually saw Honest Thief. You directed it. <laughs> that doesn't mean I watched it. Oh, okay. That doesn't mean I watched the final project. Yeah, you didn't watch the final project. <laughs> I, just, I just saw bits and pieces yeah, on the, on scattered the, together. Yeah, on the cutting room floor. Uh, the gray is my favorite. Um, and then Taken is number two out of two. Uh, only because the gray is... Out of all of these that you've, I've sat here and listened to you all describe, none of them feel real to me. Um, and the gray is the most realistic of what could happen in that circumstance. I don't know how many dads there are around the world that are CIA agents or FFA agents or whatever agents or ex-police officers that shield that shield <laughs> that that the Qui-Gon Jinn yes. like Jedi's that uh that kill children and then are just kind of like okay to just run across the streets being like yep I'm still that dude um but yeah I really like the gray um, I mean, the end, like you said, the ending is perfect. Another perfect ending I would like to um, kind of uh, uh, put these two together would be the ending of Lost. Now, the oh ending of Lost. I <laughs> <laughs> won't go. No, Terrific. we will not. Um, we, we have to watch it. Yeah. We have to make I, sure we watch I do it need to watch all the way through. I would like to watch it at some point. I don't ever want to waste another minute of my life watching that show. Okay, that's a hot take. Now, I, I will say season one and two and a lot of three in Lost is some of the best uh, series television that we've ever seen. I agree. It is great. I still never want to watch another minute of And it. then season four, five, and six come. <laughs> and then the ending happens. And then an ending does occur. Happen. Occur. Um, yes. But no. The gray. The gray. Yeah, so the, the gray. It's great. I, it, I, I love this movie. So better than uh, it's just, gray. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's uh, the phrase of band. So that would have also, mm. you know, that would have. Complications. How to save a life, right? I believe I'm not mistaken. How to save Where did I go wrong? I'll tell you where I went wrong. I cut myself during the episode. And I, now I'm bleeding out. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I don't know. I think I did that. I don't know. I got Wolverine uh, fingernails. The Gray is the best movie, in my opinion. I When we finished watching The Gray, I looked at my father and said, do we even need to watch the other ones? I know which one's my favorite. We can yeah. just stop now. But uh, that's that's my opinion. Obviously, though, Anthony must disagree because The Grey was his number four. So, Anthony, bring us home. What was your favorite Liam Neeson movie, and why did you choose The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, <laughs> The Witch, and The Wardrobe? Uh, my favorite was Burn All Night. It was the first time I had seen it, so I hadn't. it wasn't a rewatch for me. It was... Better gritty than Walk Among the Tombstones. I feel yep. like I'm just touch touching on the same points you guys said. Um, great. I mean, all these movies are all the same, so the fact that we're <laughs> making the same points it makes sense. The fact um, we've gone an hour and ten, almost an hour eleven, talking Liam Neeson movies, we should be applauded. Yeah, like the the father son relationship, it was predictable. The estrangement, but you knew they would come back together in in a in a sacrifice kind of situation. Um, I thought it was fun. I, I, it was a fun movie. It was gritty. It was enjoyable. It was Liam not being Mr. Goody Two Shoes, yep. mm -hmm. just being like an anti hero who is stuck in this situation and he's got to do what he's got to do to protect his family. Those are always fun movies for me. I agree. I, I agree. know it was like a mafia movie, but it was like 
it seemed like small town mafia. Yeah. I found that interesting too. Well, it was New York, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but it was more York. like rural New York mafia, <laughs> well, not also, like New York City yeah, mafia. And also Ed Harris even makes the the comment at the beginning of the movie how he's he's trying to like become legit. So right. that kind of was like he it seems like he was trying to get out of that life of crime and his son was trying to take over and his son was just a douchebag uh who, you know, well, right. we all know what happened yeah. <laughs> he was the inciting incident in a lot of ways so all right well look let's wrap this up here in just okay. a minute but before we do i wrote down a couple questions and then just kind of rapid fire off the top of your head may i, I say one thing yes more go about ahead. my top please please go I ahead just check my bullet points liam does say the quote i'm too old to run so at <laughs> least he admitted it in 2015 he oh, knows no. but in 2020 an honest thief he does still run. Yeah, but we don't really see him run that Oh, much. he booked it away from Jeffrey I know, Jeffrey but Donovan. like yes. they definitely did a cutscene <laughs> kind of thing where like they wrong. really show him running too much. <laughs> so yeah. wrong! Let's hear these so questions, federal. Luke. Let's hear these questions. All right, real quick. I have no answers. What did you guys think was the most realistic movie we've seen out of the 11? The Grey. Good. Moving okay. on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Dude. Do, 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 Wait, do, if you say do, anything other than the gray, do, then you don't know what real is. My issue with the gray is okay. there were so many wolves at one scene, and there were yeah. five guys. They could have easily taken there, but that would have cut the movie short in 30 minutes. So, and my aunt, oh, you want to go first, Anthony? Well, no. No, no I'm no. just going to say I'm not going to no. pick the gray. No, because wolves in general are still frightened of man, because man is the, the, the ultimate, yes, like the alpha. But, like, they don't know. They're not necessarily always a, a pack alpha beta mentality in wolves, which is what that whole movie is based off of. But that's not actually necessarily always the case. Anywho, so, give me, give me an answer. My answer is a walk among the tombstones. Okay. So, because in this movie, he's just a, he's a cop at the beginning. There's a shooting. He retires from being a cop, becomes a private detective, stumbles upon a serial killer. That's not... Totally out of the realm. Of totally out of the realm of possibility at all. All right. Wait, he, doesn't that. he kill a child? Well, oh, yeah, that's part on accident. Oh yeah, <laughs> accidentally. Yeah. Master Skywalker, what are we to do? <laughs> Was that on accident? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Qui Gon just chops off Anakin's head. Oops. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to feel the. I will Wars. agree with an extent to Sean. Uh, the gray, I think, is probably the most yeah, the gray, realistic yeah. once they actually get past the be pretty hard i think i've never uh, luckily i've never had to endure a plane crash i imagine they're pretty hard to survive so that's I think actually the most unrealistic I, part of that I, movie I is all winter. those people su- i agree surviving that plane crash. i, I agree but i'm actually gonna go i'll probably go winter? run all night yeah the winter because they're like their skin is exposed are they in alaska yes they're in, in alaska the i thought they their were in is key west that's why, that's why <laughs> shut up that's why somebody died there's because of the Yes, but their skin is exposed for a majority of that film. Your skin cannot be exposed yeah. in that negative weather in the wind. Well, a lot of those guys. Uh, well, there chose wasn't to temperature not wear checks, pants. Anthony. We don't know how cold it they actually was. They weren't doing COVID was. checks Alaska during the gray. In the winter Alaska is... in the winter is not going to be negative fifty. Yes, all it day. is. <laughs> no, there's going to be nice. <laughs> not all day, he said. It'll be negative <laughs> nineteen all at day. one point in time. I'm going to look it up now. That'll feel. Like, uh, so for me, I'd say I'd say the gray, but also run all night. I think that could be fairly realistic. There's like slightly the, too much yeah, killing in that movie much. for me. The, the like, common uh, storyline, I don't think that's yeah. very realistic. Yeah. But a, you know, a strange father, some relationship, maybe a dad who's done some wrongdoings, maybe not to the extent of what Liam was doing. Mob boss ties. I could see that a little but like bit. Like the apartment complex. Yeah. Like the police would have yes. him. Yes. I'm going to say. Yes. Yeah. 
Do you have one for most realistic? Across the southern coast of Alaska, <laughs> with high temperatures ranging between 0 degrees to 12 degrees. Is that Fahrenheit okay. or Celsius? In areas farther north. So when Chicago is 12 degrees this winter, yeah. I want you to go out in the same thing that they're wearing. I have. For, for like a week. I have. <laughs> I don't want you I don't to think that. I don't think they were in there for you, a week. I think it was like it was 72 like two, hours. Yeah. Yeah. Then I like want three you days. to jump into a lake when it's 12 degrees Fahrenheit yeah. and then say you're okay. You know, the greatest. Okay, but to be fair, the two people that jumped in the lake, one or in the stream, one died. And then the other guy got immediately got out and had to fight wolves right Also, away uh, side ended. note, great scene of Liam yelling at God to help him. <laughs> that is a fucking awesome scene where he's, yes, like, so. he's like, I'm fucking calling down to ya! Yes. Prove it to me! <laughs> fucking earn it! Also. And then God said, wrong! And then God said, wrong! You're wrong! So, for the listeners, we will be doing, we will be reenacting the gray this winter in Chicago. <laughs> Wait, how do we know it was winter in Alaska? Because it was snowy in Alaska. It was like... Yeah, but isn't Alaska like year-round? Well, parts of it. I've been to Alaska. Right, parts of it. Probably like north. And they never said where they were. All right, give me a realistic. I agree with the three that we Okay, great. another two hours of great debate. Next question. (laughs) Next question. Moving on. Straight up. Take stories out of it. Take character out of it. Just the best action movie out of all oh, these that taken. we watch i agree taken, taken. With, i would agree taken just has the best action or run all night i would say the great yeah. one. even though i love run all night there's a lot of there's yeah. a good amount of story but I think taken's action is so good it, it's simple they took my daughter yeah. i'm gonna kill some yeah. motherfuckers let's do yeah. this thing i would say the gray but that would be incorrect <laughs> so i would taken. even disagree with that taken yes okay uh tom brought this one up who is Liam's, or maybe it was you, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was exactly. Who was Liam's best significant other throughout his 11 movies? Was it Kate Walsh in Honest Thief? Was it Famke Jensen in the Taken movies? Was it the Wolves in The Grey? It was the Alpha. <laughs> you got Julianne Moore in, in Run Nonstop. Run Nonstop. Yeah, but they weren't really together oh, together. You got, they got together. Was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. whatever he was I mean, if guzzling was, down yeah. in Run All Night, whatever his liquor of choice was. Boning. Yes. Um, Laura Dern for about nine seconds in Cold Pursuit. Diane Kruger. They definitely. Diane Kruger? No. January Jones. January Jones. Not January Jones. No. She, no. But Diane <laughs> Kruger and him. Yeah. Got passports at the end. The commuter. Where they're going. Yeah, who was his wife in that? Because she was awful. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, not she was bad. Well, what was her accent? I I couldn't, I couldn't place. You've got to listen to me. Don't get on the train. Uh, <laughs> My favorite. The train is not even more. Don't get on the train. <laughs> Don't do it. None, None of that happened. Don't do it. Stop. Stop. My favorite is Kate Walsh from Honest Thief, only okay. because she has the most involved part of all That's his fair. movies from a, a female lead other than julianne moore's character in non-stop mm-hmm. but in honest thief kate walsh's character is an actual love interest as opposed to just being a woman on the plane i agree with that that's i honestly it's the most fresh movie we've i don't seen, know if she's the best but she i was think my i favorite. think she's the best and probably i'd say i mean this is kind of a cop i don't i won't say femk jens because i thought a lot of the time she was just kind of a dick to brian as See, that whole family was i thought I'm, a lot of times i'm rooting for her she was bad in the first movie 
Just sign the form, Brian. (laughs) Brian doesn't want to sign the form because Brian doesn't want to send his underage daughter to a foreign country. I'm sorry if that's not the cool parenting technique to do in 2020. God forbid a father wants his daughter to be safe. But no, because it's the cool rich mom who's been entitled and given everything on a fucking privileged silver platter. We've got to listen to her. Oh, God, no. And then you've got his wife on the train movie who's going, Don't get on the train! <laughs> I'd say Kate Walsh. I just love, I love that you referred to it as the train movie. <laughs> uh, next. Uh, well, cause my answer was Pam Keaton. So I, I don't want you to yell again. Uh, funniest hmm. moment you laughed at any of these movies? Oh, I don't know if I have one. I mean, I laughed that one time during Honest Thief, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I had, I, had I mentioned earlier, I laughed out loud when he said, can't we just talk about basketball? Yeah, it's really out of place. It it's so not it just great. Like, just say, like, did you guys watch the game last night? Why'd it have to be, can't we just talk about basketball? Okay, that was my... Okay, and then overall, last question. The best kill that Liam commits throughout all of these movies. I have one off the top of my head that I can think of, and that is the uh, kill and taken where he has the guy hooked up to the chair, and he yeah. says, wake up, I need you to be focused. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, he he's interviewing him, he's putting the rag in his mouth, he's interviewing him, and then he says, um, you know, whatever, he leaves, he leaves the electricity like running, the and that's how the guy, I thought that was real good. Well, he doesn't kill anyone in Unknown, so I'm going to cross that one off the list. Doesn't he not? No, maybe he kills the last person. Marlon and I is just shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing that really died in Unknown was the chances of January Jones ever coming on this podcast because of you. <laughs> Other than that, though. Um, I enjoyed the end kill and Taken 2 when he takes, like, the, uh, the, the Albanian family boss's head mm-hmm. and just, like, puts it onto a coat hanger. Yep. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm tired. After and he gives him an empty gun. Give, yeah, he gives yeah. him a chance and he goes, I, yeah. I don't want to do this, I'm tired. Yeah. And then the guy tries to shoot him, and he just. It takes might be the head. best like mic drop kill he has. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I liked. Um, what was when I was thinking of? Well, I, I lost my train of thought here. Oh, the last kill on Taken's pretty good. It's a straight headshot. The guy's got his daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, Fat Jafar has his daughter, and uh, <laughs> he uh, shoots him right in the head. <laughs> And on that note, I think that'll do it. So, uh, uh, personal thanks to Liam Neeson for making all yes, these movies. This so much fun. fun. So much fun. I Again, there's some that are very good. There are some that go, it's okay. There's some that go, I'm not going to remember that in two minutes. And then there's some that go, thank God I don't ever have to watch that again. Looking at you, Cold Pursuit. And Liam, if you're listening, we're looking forward to The Ice Road in 2021. Yes, so that will be our most anticipated review. Mike. Oh, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Terrific stuff. We can't wait to see what Mike does on the ice next year. That'll do it for this episode. Anthony, thank you for being oh, here. thank you for having me back. Tom, thank you for being here. Pleasure as always. And as always, you can listen to the show on Apple, Spotify, Anchor. You can like the show on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, send us questions, comments, concerns. Unemployedguyspodcast at gmail.com. Next week is a big week, Shawnee. It is Schmodown Horror Movie Time. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. Tom's going to be on it. Anthony's going to be on it. We have a special I'll be back, but too. I'll be there. It's going to be a great time. Can't wait. Are you excited? I will be a participant. You're playing. I love it. Am I? Am I? I wanted you to play. Oh, I just didn't know if you didn't, wanted to. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> we, I, 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 know didn't you, know. I didn't know. I didn't know if you, you wanted to play. Oh. Can you confirm? Yep. He's in. We have a fatal four-way. I'm playing. You heard it here first, folks. I uh, just 
I don't know names. So if you could stay away from names. <laughs> Look at some names. That's all I can say. I cannot... That's coming next week. Schmodown, Halloween movie time. It's going to be great. Thank you all so much for listening as always. Have a great week. Be safe. Be nice to one another. Go watch a Liam Neeson movie. Sunclatter! Sunclatter! Is that a person? A place? Figure out. Let us know next week. My name's Luke Chaconis. My name is Sean Young. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Unemployed Guys Podcast. Bye-bye. And get a job. <laughs>